ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Sport in 160 EN podcast. We are on episode 103, I believe, and today it's only the two of us. The other guests uh, and hosts were busy, but without further ado, Chris, how are you doing today, my man? I am doing good. Sorry for the slight delay. I had some technical difficulties. Seems to be okay for now. I don't want to jinx it, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm doing good. Another another game with a with a late winner and some and some sketchy moments, but yeah, just uh, just kept it moving and uh, yeah. <laughs> now we have new problems to deal with, as we'll get into. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so uh, just before we start properly, I just want to give everyone a quick notice. If you missed it on Twitter, we are now on Spotify and we have a whole library of videos and podcasts out on SoundCloud and now Spotify, available to download offline if you have Spotify Premium. Not an ad. Uh, I wish it was, because we'd be rolling in the money at the moment. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, just, I mean, it helps us out if you if you watch YouTube, if you watch uh, SoundCloud, Spotify. I mean, we're, we're very grateful to um, to have the, the, the following, the ability to do that. And it's something we've been looking to do for a while. Um, me, and, me, um, me and Steph, when we first started, we were a bit unaware of how to do that, but now we've got it. And shout out to Danny as well, because he was the one helping me upload 102 uh, <laughs> SoundCloud uh, podcasts. And that, that did take a few days. So shout out my man, Danny. But without further ado, I believe we've got some Twitter questions. Uh, unfortunately, Danny's not here today. So I don't exactly know how he usually pulls up everything looking like Mr. Robot. But um, <laughs> I'll go to the tweet and we'll just read out the Twitter questions and we'll take it in turns answering as there's only two of us. We're also keeping on the chat, so if any of you want to pipe up with any questions or any any answers to any of the questions we got, I mean, that's fine. Okay, starting off, we got the first question from our man, Danny Saldana. Let me find that. He goes, I'll give this one to you, Chris. Um, thoughts on Pop being in the under-21 squad? Should he have been called to the senior team, or does under-21s need him more? Uh... See, so how the under-21 works is it's the group stage now, and then if you advance out of the group stage, you play in, like, the knockouts, which is in the summer. Right. Um, so I do kind of understand why they would want him for games that – that I mean, if he was in the, if he was in the, the, the senior team, he, he, wouldn't, he wouldn't play, right? Maybe, yeah. maybe, he'd get, maybe he'd get time if they're up, like, 4 nothing against Azerbaijan or something, <laughs> um, which could happen. Um, but uh, yeah, I it's disappointing, especially because I think he's been one of the best players in the first division, and I don't really think that Rafa Silva deserved to be included. So you could make an argument that you could just swap those two out directly. Um, but I mean, if he's going to start and play and contribute and help them advance out of the group, I I guess I get it. Yeah, I, I'm I'm inclined to agree. I feel like he's much more valuable for the under twenty ones and. I'm not gonna lie. I look at the under-21s team, and we'll get onto the whole selection a bit later. But I mean, there's some future stars in there. Definitely, there's there's Trincao, I believe. There's you know, we I think we just have a great great setup, and I think you know, in a few years' time, we're going to be overloaded in some positions, especially the attacking ones. But um, yeah, onto that. Danny's uh, next question uh, was was actually at, at at me. He asked me, is Thiago Tomas the GOAT and how excited is everyone for bringing Paulinho back? Uh, I'll say Thiago Tomas is not the GOAT. Uh, we'll get into his goal scoring later as well. But um, I don't know about you, Chris, but for me, I'm, I'm looking forward to bringing Paulinho back into the team. You know, with with a record signing like that, I think it's 
he's going to change the team. I know he's had a he hasn't scored for us yet, but I think he offers just more than scoring. And I know people say that for Thiago Thomas a lot, but um, I think Paulinho is levels above. No disrespect to any of the the many Thiago Thomas stands out there. But um, what do you think, Chris? No, no, I agree. And honestly, maybe, I mean, we, I, they could be short a couple of guys this weekend, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I still think that Thiago Tomas can get, maybe even start uh, on the wing, uh, you know? And I honestly have always felt like he's been more valuable there. He's just the best stand-in for the, the center forward position, which we have been c- criminally short at for like two years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Yeah, yeah, I am very excited for for Paulinho to come back. We need him, to be honest. Yeah, hundred percent. Shout out um, to the guy who asked the next question, Nuno Gabriel, who uh, or Gabriel. I'm not sure how to pronounce that. Unfortunately, I know there's loads of different ways, but um, he's yeah. he was one that uh, watched all of our podcasts, I believe, from episode eighty to one hundred and two. So shout out to him. But um, we're going to get into, like I said, did a bit later. He did. He's he's an absolute <laughs> hero. But um. Uh, Chris, did you think the the penalty call on Thiago Tomas or the non penalty call should be a penalty? I think they got it right. I don't think it's that's not a penalty for me. It's it's like there it's like one of those where there there's contact like there's like a, a there there's some mild contact I guess before he touches the ball, but I don't. It's just such a nothing situation. Right? His back is turned. I mean, Thiago Tomas really went flying, sold it about as well as he could have. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess he, he did his part. Not enough to convince the VAR. And to be honest, i kind of inclined to agree. Yeah. Uh, he asked another question as well. And this is more tailored to you because I don't watch, unfortunately, much of the modalities. But um, he said, who is everyone's favorite modalities player? He said, could be one for each or just one. And he's named a few of those, including our boy Trevante Williams for the basketball team, who also was uh, a part of, um, Nuno was a part of his uh, Instagram live story, which I missed because I was asleep, but apparently it was, was, a, was oh, a good that's, one. Yeah, I heard about that. That's that's awesome. Yeah, but um, do you have a favorite modality player uh, for, for any modalities, or do you, do you want to go mm. through your list? Or? Uh, I mean, I have a couple favorites. I just, I'll just name a couple. Uh, Trevante, definitely, definitely one of them. Um, I mean, Joel Matus, right? Like, what a what a great you know symbol of our club. There's a lot, a bunch of guys in the futsal team that I like. I really like Eric. Um, I mean, Cardinal. Like, I, I I don't I don't really follow these guys in their personal lives as much as I do the the first teamers. Um, like, obviously, I follow Trevante's personal life because he's very forthcoming he, about he's it. Very open. <laughs> 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 but uh yeah on like the ladies team i i uh, carolyn baldwin american uh nirvana the captain Follower of the, the sport in 160 en page as well i believe mm-hmm. like yeah like there's a bunch there's a bunch i i can't say like nuno that i have like a favorite i don't really watch too much volleyball i'll say i'll admit so i don't really have a, a favorite volleyball player i just you know when they're playing them i'll room for them to win just generally you know yeah no problem <laughs> Uh, he's asked some more questions, but it's going to tie in with our, our later segment. So I'm going to leave that one for now. Um, Anthony Menez has asked, what are your thoughts on Matus Rice uh, so far? He seems to have got uh, Ruben Amorim's confidence, but he, is he an upgrade on our GOAT and tunes? What do you think about Matthias Reyes? Because I've gone back and forth with him, honestly, in the, the time that he's got. He's gotten a decent amount of minutes, to, to be fair, 
Um, yeah. Mostly at actually, I guess he's played. He's played as like the left-sided center back, and yeah. he's played as the wing as well. What do you think? What do you make of him so far? I think we've got to remember that he hasn't played since I believe last season in I want to say July or June. But um, so he's obviously got a lot of time to sort of catch his catch his stride. But um, I'm I'm I don't know. He was really good on the first game, I thought, or maybe it was the second game he came on. But I thought he was pretty bad against Tondela when he came on. But um. As much as we have like the meme of Antunes, I do, I do think Antunes is a solid backup. But I mean, I do think Braze is probably more versatile. Like I don't think Antunes would stand in as well at the center back spot. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I'm, I, I guess the jury, the jury's out. I, we haven't seen enough. We've probably seen a total of like forty minutes, forty-five minutes, maybe a half, right? In yeah. like three increments of like fifteen, roughly. Yeah. Um, I was going to say as well, if if Amorin has his trust in him, then he has my my trust just by default. I, I can't. He, fault he did him. earn it quickly, it seems, right? Like he he he's put him in a bunch of time. I don't know, like it's it he, he didn't put Bragenza in for like four months, so like yeah. this guy just came right in and he's already subbing him in. So it makes me think if he actually wanted Antunes, or was that like a sad or Brandis or even like a a Ferro suggestion? Because he, he doesn't seem to use him a lot. All that being said, in a minute, it's been absolutely fantastic. But I mean, we had a, we had a great opportunity to use Juan Pineda because yeah. Poro was out. Like you just signed him. Yeah. You didn't have a backup right back. Now you do. What do you do? You still don't play him there. He had, did not earn the confidence of Emory in in his first two weeks. I'm pretty sure I remember Jesus as well doing that. For I think it was with it might have been with Chaparro. It might have been the season after with Bataglia <laughs> right back. But I mean, what is it with sport managers playing random players out of position? It happens literally like every single <laughs> manager spell. So, uh, let me see. Uh, Paul Rodriguez asks, "Would you guys consider doing a live watch along during a sporting game? I think that would be fun." And Abdallah, who's in the chat at the moment, has also replied. Um, I'll take this one if you don't mind, Chris. Um, we've been having a back and forth on this. And we would love to do it. We've also would love to do it. But the issue is time zones and match match quality, really. If if we can't all watch a match at the same time, we don't want everyone being in the stream and saying, my stream's behind, but they, in Chris's, they score. So Chris is, is celebrating. I'm just here staring at the screen. Yeah. I mean, we will definitely give it a sort of a trial run. Maybe not this season, but maybe the coming season or maybe some sort of in like friendlies or something we're gonna we're gonna trial it out we don't know when but it's a promise we will definitely look to um to be doing that because it's something i've wanted to do for quite a long time but it is quite difficult to do um I'm not sure if you have anything to add on that no no agree agree no problem uh i'm just looking at some of the some of the questions like literally are just for um the last segment so i'm just gonna do one more scroll um let me check uh, Marco Veloso uh, at Marco Veloso 25 says people say it, sporting don't play nothing, uh, but I don't see the other teams playing anything, uh, let me see what that says uh, attack, okay um, he likes more attacking football, but if it, if this is what it takes to win the title, let's keep playing this way, um, do you have any thoughts about Amarine's style, especially the last few games not really been that attacking but, um... No, yeah, I, I, I agree I, li- I have the same thoughts, right So, but we're at a point now where each these games they're, we're thinking about them differently like 
let's just say in another world, a bunch of these games that we've chosen to shithouse in and gotten the result could have easily not worked out, right? Yeah. They have basically all worked out, mm-hmm. including the Porto game, which is a tie, like, which ended up being a great result, could have easily not been. Some of these other games with a bunch of late winners, I mean, it's just everything keeps going right. So there's you can't critique, like, you can't critique the outcome, right? But I guess the only thing that, it, that there is to critique is, like, it feels like just, I don't know, it just feels like we're just one one of these games away from like being in a sketchy position, but like we just keep churning them out. And this is, this was a, this Tondela game was a perfect example. Like 65 minutes of that was just complete dog shit. You know, just, yeah. I want to like forget that I watched like two, at least two thirds of that, but I, they, they got it in the end and like the plus three doesn't matter on the road. Just next, you know, it's, it's crazy. And they, they're, they're gonna like there's they're gonna run out of games you know like they're gonna they're gonna be they're they're gonna at this rate they're gonna the other teams are just going to run out of games you know yeah that's how i feel so yeah i totally feel you and it sucks sometimes and it makes your like heart does not like not good for the heart to do like to do this strategy often but if it keeps working out i guess we have to just keep doing it right yeah, it's one of them where we always try to be like positive here, but um, it's like it does feel like one of these games is gonna come back. Like, I'm sorry, in the future, if we continue playing this way, is gonna not go the way we want. Like, some of them, I'm I'm not taking any disrespect. And how does and how do the, and then it's like how does the group react to it, right? Which yeah. they haven't really had to deal with at all, you know? Yeah, and it's just like some of the performances, especially Tom Denner and like Santa Clara, and even as far back as Tejul Vicente is is just like. We are really coming sort of like that level where it's like shithousery and just poor performance. And I think as long, I mean, I will take a win over uh, beautiful football. And I said it, I said it since since I started watching. But I don't think that the way we're performing, and that is due to injury with like Paulinho, obviously fifteen million pounds or euros, sorry for a, for your signing, who doesn't actually end up playing, is a, is a is not the best, but. I think we're on thin ice here. But... And, and trading away or loaning away your 7 million euro signing in the process. Yeah. So I you mean... now, you've lost 20 million euros in strikers. <laughs> you know? Uh, well, yeah. Uh, I guess uh, it's so disappointing to see and like look how many players we've gotten rid of for literally no reason at all. But I mean, uh, the, the deal probably doesn't happen if Sparrow goes that way. If he doesn't go, yeah, if he it's doesn't, like, yeah, it's, agree. It's sort of a mm-hmm. silver lining. It's just unlucky, is what it is, more than anything. Yeah, definitely. Um, Abdallah has asked two Twitter questions. I'm just going to uh, read out the first one. Um, which is a better comedy show, Friends or Porto? <laughs> uh, uh, this season, Porto is a, is an absolute clown show with, the, with, their, with their, their antics. <laughs> I mean, I'm just gonna say it. I mean, it's a bit off topic, but I don't rate Friends at all in the, the TV show. I, I, I don't watch like shit like that, so I can't okay. give an opinion one way or the other. I've, I've tried watching it, but it's just not for not me. Not for you. Not for me. It's no. old. My, girl, right? my girlfriend loved it. She like she always see her and watch the same episode for, like in a, like five times in a row and like watch the whole season together. And I'm just sat there. I'm like, this is not funny. Like. <laughs> 
But um, he also said um, Haaland published a picture of himself wearing a jersey with a lion. Do you think that's a sign for us? Uh, oh, we get, where where is like the uh, foreign capital injection coming from? We'll probably just have to give Spora <laughs> the other way on a loan. And <laughs> we'll be that's all it'll take. Yeah, I mean, that'd be nice. That'd be nice. Kid's good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, definitely an upgrade, even on Paulinho at this point. But um, <laughs> uh, I don't think he's going to go anywhere, um, apart from, you know, Premier League or Real Madrid. Yeah. yeah. Um, the last question comes from uh, our man, Abdallah, as well. He goes, last minute goals are my favourite thing in football. But do you agree with me that our hearts can't take it and we need 4-0 to wins to relax a little bit? And also, who is the king of last minute goals, Coates or Sergio Ramos? Yeah, they are. The last minute goals are great, but yeah, I mean, it's like we, you, we, we. It feels like we're like, like I guess like this is if this is like equilibrium of an equal amount of good things happening to you, we are definitely in the positive, a surplus of good things. So it's like it feels like we're gonna have a couple bad things to even it out. You know, it's like when the guy hits seven threes in a row, it's like he will not. He keep hitting every three he takes like he's gonna miss a few that's what it feels like you know we've hit seven threes in a row it's like will we keep hitting eight nine ten i don't know it's like that's the mystery that's the whole thing yeah i the last four i think the last four nothing convincing win we had literally may have been when we played these guys in the first round um yeah i think that's right so that was probably like four months ago. So yeah, <laughs> we we could use another one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm inclined to agree. It feels like we've not had a comfortable win in <sighs> ages. Like I don't. I mean, think about last... like the Fedens game. It feels like since like the the year turn 2021. Mm-hmm. I feel like since the year turn, we just just skate by almost every single result. Yeah. The last game I remember thinking like we're going to win comfortably is when we were tuning up against Braga. And even so, that was quite late on, as in like late in in game minutes. But and Braga had still had a lot of fucking chances in that game, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, please just, I'll take a 2 0 or a 3 0. I don't just want like us to rely on like last minute goals to win as much as I do love them as well. But I would love a, a. I think I prefer like 90 minute goals when we play actual like good football or like not even good football, but like against against the Benfica or against the Porto, I will take like 90 yeah. minutes and I'll, I'll celebrate. But it's like as much as I celebrated goals against like Santa Clara and, and Tondela, it's like it's relief. Uh, yeah, it's it's more relief than like yeah. gloating in in a sense. But, um, yeah, um, I think that's all the Twitter questions we've got. We'll move on to the game because we've actually got quite a lot to discuss at the moment. So it was a 1-0 win over Tondela away. Uh, starting lineup has followed. Adan, Nuno Mendes, Fidal, Coates, Inacio, Pedro Porro, uh, Pedro Gonzalez, Palina, Joel Mario, Nuno Santos, Thiago Tomas, and Braganza, Matheus Rice, Bruno Tabata, and Jovan, and Matheus Nunes came in. Uh, Chris, what are your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I mean, we've kind of uh, briefly gotten into it. I mean, this is one of those games, like... Like many others like it, it's not. It really the. I would say the first like forty five minutes were basically a complete wash. There was the one Tiago Tomas chance at the end of the half mm-hmm. where he kind of 
uh, like cowered away because I think he thought like the goalie was right there and was going to like run into him. So he didn't fully, he kind of turned his body and just headed it over. Um, I, I, it was, it was disappointing to be honest. Um, but at, it after, definitely after the first half, I just kind of, you know, accepted that this is what it is right now. Like the only, like all the solutions that, you know, I, I, I thought like Regansa, Tabata, Jovan, like those are like, he, Amorin like did every change that, that I like was thinking, like as far as like what he's able to mix up right now, like get Juan Mario out of there, get Nusans out of there. Um, I mean, he kept uh, Tomas in the whole time. I mean, I, there isn't really anyone else to take him out unless you put like Tabata or Jovan up top, but he still put both of them in. Mm-hmm. Is it is it the Braganza effect? Is that what it is? Like, because when Braganza came in again, like I thought he was excellent again. He was winning tackles too. Like, if he can play that good uh, defensively, consistently, like in his minutes, like I think like he can start over. There's there there becomes a point where it's like. There, we he, he like we not only do Juan Mario not need to start, like, we don't need to pay 10, 12 million euros to keep him around. It's like, mm-hmm. and then it's, it's like if you bench him, it's like, who cares? Right? He's not even your player, you know? It doesn't matter anymore. Like, I'm ready to, I'm honestly like, re- like, I'm, I'm ready to, to start because honestly, Matthias Noon's also bit, like had better performances, like recently i feel like so i don't know sporting 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 has a lot of good talented midfielders that are young and the club <laughs> belong to the club you know like i don't know it's not like joan Mario was even that bad in that game i i'm, I'm not i'm kind of shitting on him a little bit more than he deserves i just thought he was he was just a zero you know he was just like a like a, it was invisible uh, really yeah he, yeah he was out there he wasn't fucking up but he wasn't you know doing anything um so yeah, yeah, I think Braganza really changed the game. I thought that Tabata and uh, Jovan were, you know, a, they added a little more to the mix. It was a not a it was an okay pot game. Pot's had some seems like he's been having a tough time recently. Um, little stretch run. I mean, can't expect him to <laughs> to keep up the form he's in forever, right? So it happens. It's not like he's been playing awful, just not not at the top of his game. And yeah. The goal just kind of fell out of the sky, right? And Jag Tomas <laughs> literally found himself right in front of the goal with no one around him, right? Yeah, it was awesome. I, relief. It was relief. Yeah, we took that. That's it. Was just like woo, relief. <laughs> you know. Yeah. What are you about you? Uh, I mean, I I pretty much you hit it on the head there. It was I th- I thought. It was one of the games where I didn't think anyone played particularly well. When I look back as, as well, and I look at who they gave man of the match to, they gave it to uh, obviously they gave it to Thiago Tomas. But like, I mean, if if he's got man of the match, I mean, we didn't concede. So that's, that's a that's a cop out, right? It's just because he scored, right? I guess. Yeah. I don't even think he. I don't think he was the best best out there. But like it's like I said, I, I wouldn't really pinpoint anyone. And say, oh, he was he was good or he was fantastic. I, I mean, Quadra is always solid. Foro stood out in the first half as like they're really the only one making anything happen, mm-hmm. and then yeah, this and then I would say like overall like Palinha, 
quads. Like our our solid pillars were all just solid pillars, you know. So, yeah, and like I mean, I'm looking at the stats I've got here. I mean, possession we dominated, and we had more shots, and we didn't had more passes. But it's like those really don't matter at the end of the day unless it's convincing, and that wasn't. You could name all the stats you want, but like we, like you said, John Mario was was pretty much non-existent in that game. I look at Nuno Santos as well, and I think how is he start like he he had that really like purple patch of form at the start of the season, and he was him and Pot were literally inseparable. They were so good, it was literally like a like a Shaq and Kobe, but like. No, no, Santos and uh, Pot. <laughs> but, but, like, um, I don't know if he's good enough to start anymore. And I think, he, I know he got dropped a, a few games ago, but I think he needs that motivation as well. Like, if you're going to keep playing like this, you know. The frustrating thing is, is I feel like every time he starts Tabata, Tabata doesn't do good. Like, yeah. Tabata always does better when he comes off the bench. So, like, he keeps giving these opportunities to him. Like, it's like he's dropping the new sense. Like, there's an opportunity to grab a spot now if you have, like, a convincing performance. And it's just, like, he never does. And it's like, damn. Yeah. It's so, like, it's like, and so he just ends up starting new sense again, like, a game later, you know? But I think he, it's that thing where he, and no matter, in his head, probably, no matter how bad he plays, that he's probably going to be the, num, like, the one of the guys that's not going to be dropped. Because, I mean, like you said, Tabata hasn't looked promising since he's he's been starting. Jovan can't last ninety minutes without like tearing a muscle or anything. What do you put like I don't know uh, uh, a midfielder out there? Do you put and uh, like I don't uh, know Matthias Nunes, yeah. Like there are guys like Platter as well. I know and uh, he's not being really good this season, but it's like if you see that and you're Gonzalo Platter, you're someone in like the B team who thinks he's ready to make that jump. You're like. Well, I'm never going to get ahead if this guy can, is going to keep starting. And uh, like I said, I'm no professional footballer. I can't do what Nuno Santos does. But um, I feel like with him and John Mario just like it works. Like it does work because we've not lost, and like we've been, we've been like we've not lost, and we've, we've we're winning games. But they're irreplaceable. You 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 said about Braganza, and like I do think he's probably at this moment in time better off the bench. But I think I would start Noons. I think Braganza reminds me of like bringing back like a basketball term of like a six man coming on and like when you need that energy, just doing your bit. And that's all he does. And I'm not sure if you've seen that table. It's another talking point I wanted to get on. It's Premier League, Leonos table, sorry, uh, after, sorry, without extra time. So just 90 minutes. And we're second because all of our goals, all of our important goals that have been wins have come in 91, 92, 93. Braga are top. I want to know what you think about that. Is that a worry for us, or do you think you know we're winning games? Let's let's you know don't don't fix what's not broken. Yeah, that's amazing. How far ahead is Braga? I don't remember off the top of my head, but it it must have been like five five or six points, something like that. It was yeah, it was that's crazy. Quite... Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you remember the first game we played against Braga for the league mm-hmm. when we won two nothing. Like, yeah. I mean, on another world, that game is like, like three one Braga, you know, yeah. easily. Like, it's a, I don't know. I they they they, I guess they're just more inconsistent. Maybe they maybe they have a higher, I don't want to say a higher ceiling, but like, because I I don't think that that's even true. But like, maybe their 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 highs are high but their lows are lower than ours and our average performance has just allowed us to maintain a base level that doesn't allow us to 
drop points against Portimonense, which is, didn't they just do that this past weekend, right? Like, yeah. we just haven't done that at all, you know, at any point this season. We haven't had a game like that. So they've had, like, five games like that, you know, and that's the difference. Yeah. And um, in terms of Tondela, I know we don't really speak much about the other teams, but I think as a unit, they were they were good. I mean, there wasn't anyone I thought, oh, he's amazing. But in terms of their, their, their game plan was to sit back and, you know, cause us trouble on the counter and just... Them, Santa Clara, and Ferenc, I thought all did that very well against us. I, I will say, watch, I've watched some Friends games. I can't claim to watch them all, but... From what I see, I know they they sit quite close to the relegation zone, but they've been good. And Ryan Gould as well. The They're very sport. organized. Yeah, these teams, the teams that are well organized, like <laughs> it's, it's just, literally yeah, it must be so like, frustrating for them, right? They 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 study the plan all week. They do it, execute it perfectly, and it works like ninety nine percent of the way there, and then they get zero points out of the game. <laughs> yeah, it's like Emory said in this press conference. Do you think? And there's no disrespect to any of the teams I'm about to name, but like, do you think Tom Deller and Santa Clara and like Ferenc and Portimonense come to sport and I think we're going to get the three points? No, because they're happy with that one. If they keep mm. us the one point, that's and that's not a knock on them because that's that's a good mentality to have. You take points off them. It's a point in a relegation battle. It can be uh, in in terms of staying up and going down can be crucial, but. I think as a unit, Tondela with quality. I know they've got some players that I recognise looking at the lineup. Uh, Fernando Fonseca, I believe, is in there as well. Jean Pedro uh, at centre mid. Yeah, used um, to, Rafael Berbaza came in uh, yeah. for them. Former sporting player. Is that Salvador Agra as well? That name. Yeah, I used to play for Nacional. He, he was like kind of one of their their uh, like one of the go the like marquee players on like those Nacional teams that like weren't that bad. Um, yeah, like four or five years ago. <clears throat> But um, just before I ask you some questions about the game, I will say Thiago Tomas, he did score, right? And you know, as very much as everyone else probably here, that I'm not his biggest fan. <laughs> but uh, that that chance, what you mentioned earlier, when he sort of got scared of the keeper, I think, like, I know he's young, but, like, you're you're taught, like, to, to not be scared of, like, your opposition or to be scared of the ball when you're very, very young, like, when you're, like, 9, 10. And I was looking at that, and I was just like, "Really? Like, I mean, I'm, I'm, I would probably do that because I'm not a professional footballer, or <laughs> I don't get paid paid the bucks. So I'm like, I'm not going to risk like getting clattered here. But I mean, I saw it, and I was just like, like, really? Like, is that the best we can we have? And then he did make me eat my words a bit when he scored because it was a good finish, and it was good play. But um, I mean, yeah. Like you said, I think Thiago Tomas's best position is out on the wing. I think with Paulinho coming back, I think it could make Thiago Tomas look better. And I mean, hopefully Paulinho does come back because there's rumours of it, but but like nothing's certain. But um, let's get into some questions regarding the game. Let's start off with everyone's favourite right back, Charles Pereira, getting sent off for some reason. I'm not sure if you have the exact quote of what he said but um, yeah it was like fuck off it was like basically he said fuck off to the assistant ref like mm-hmm. that gets you sent off damn i seems like that's definitely not a consistent standard but okay i mean there's there's some guys who shall not be named in the blue and white uh, like you could you can hear it especially without fans you yeah hear everyone swearing at everyone but i mean do you think Jopera was? I know it's harsh, but do you think he should know better? Especially 
if he's training to become a coach, that's stuff you can't do really unless you're Sergio Constantino with George Jesus. Yeah. But what do you think? Is that was that sort of like an inexperienced thing? Obviously, he's old, but like in inexperience of like a managerial role. What do you think? I don't. I don't. I don't know. I don't know if it's harsh because, or if they're kind of targeting him because they know that, like, or I don't know. It's like if he's. I, I it seems it seems really weird and like mm-hmm. random. You don't usually see them give a straight red to a player on the bench. Sometimes they'll give a yellow if they're really being annoying. But it's like if all he said was "fuck off" and he got a red, like it seems inexplicable honestly like if that's really all unless there's more to the quote and he was like like because when, when it was happening in real time i thought maybe it was like a pharaoh or like a goalkeeping coach because that usually does happen when like a goalkeeper coach or like someone who's yeah, not yeah they don't they don't mind giving a yellow to one of those guys because or a red to one of those guys because they're not like suspect like it doesn't affect the game itself you know yeah but like I don't know. For me, it's like I agree with you that it's, it's harsh, but I do think if he's going to become a coach, he can't be getting sent off every other game. But I mean, that's just me. But I will ask you as well. Uh, this does have long-standing effects. Kuwaitis finally gets his yellow card. I think it was like a ten or eleven game match streak that he it didn't was. Get his it was soft. Other. It was soft as shit. Also, mm-hmm. uh, you know what I thought? The fir- the only thing going through my mind. Watching that was Tad is going to get a letter <laughs> and we're going to do the Pilinga saga with mm-hmm. Kowats now. Because, I mean, it's a complete fucking dive. It's bullshit. It's a complete dive. But I don't think that they did it. It would be it'd be too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think of, of it in general, are we going to struggle without him against Gimarães? I know it seems like a stupid question because he's our captain, but no, I, yeah, I, I feel like Neto hasn't played in a while now, right? Like, yeah, he, he, is he first off? I guess, do you think he's going to go with Neto unless he puts Matthews Rice yeah. in? But yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, I think it's probably Rice or Neto, and then he'll go, or unless he just throws Corinthian yeah. there as well. But I, th- I think it's maybe could have will make the bench as a result of yeah. this. Um, I think in experience, I think you've got to go Neto here, just in terms yeah. of missing that like, I hope he's not rusty as shit. You know, yes, I I don't think he's played in like two two months, maybe. Yeah, um, I I think so. Maybe, uh, maybe a month. Maybe I think hasn't he been quite play. that long. Maybe it's only been like a month, like four yeah. games. But a month is still quite a long time without playing football as well. So, yeah. like, I mean, um, the Maybe next the question Reds I was did him ask, good. I don't know. Yeah, the next question I was going to ask is one that comes in the chat. Um, did you see the quarters? Should do you think he should have been sent off for that sort of push or sort of like foul on? The, I can't remember what time it was. So you have to forgive me there. But um, if you remember it, do you think it, it could have been a second yellow? Do you think it was? I'm trying to remember what this was. He sort of like they were going on the counter attack. And he sort of trips oh, him. And oh, yeah, him. I do remember that. No, I think it actually was. It's sketchy, right? It's totally sketchy because he he could have he could have he could have given him the yellow card if he wanted to, but I think there was enough guys back. It it, it wasn't like a counter. I don't think it was. It's close, right? It's marginal, but yeah. I, I I think he actually got it right. But I remember being scared because I was like he, he could have, you know, if he interpreted it slightly differently. So I actually do think he got it right, but it was close. 
I personally think that, right, I think he got it right as well. But if he would have given a second yellow, I know the first yellow was literally nothing, but if he gave that second yellow, then it's yeah. like, he sort of does have to give it. Because mm-hmm. if, if you look look at, say, it might have not been a counter attack, or it might have been, it's very marginal. But it's one of those things about quarters. I think he does have that lapse in concentration sometimes that, that could have really hurt the team, but I think the ref got it right. But again, if that happens, then I'm just like, you know, Kawata should know better. He's on a, a yellow card. If it was yeah. like a, uh, I don't know. And it makes me think, if, if Kawata was not a yellow card, would he be given one? Does the ref know that he's on a second yellow? And it's like, okay, it's a bit harsh. But Well, I, I mean, as we know, as we know, like these guys, all, they know who has who is on the suspension line. So I, mm-hmm. I mean, I think he's forcing it with the first yellow. So, mm-hmm. and it's like if it's a conspiracy to get him suspended, why wouldn't he just send him off then too? You know, for yeah. good measure. I guess it wouldn't really, it wouldn't really do anything, right? Because he'd still only be suspended for one game, I think. Yeah, so it would have been one game regardless, yeah. unless it was violent conduct. But that, yeah, he would. Yeah, he would. So. If it's a conspiracy against him, I don't, I don't know. But like, I remember it, seeing at the time loads of uh, Porto on and if you can find the Twitter saying, "Oh, it's a, it's a yellow." And like in real time, I thought as well. And then watching it back, I'm still on. I'm still now on the fence because, like, to be honest, if I saw Otamendi of Tongan do that, then I'd probably say, "Yeah, it's probably a second yellow." But again, it's it's one of those where I think the Tondelafe definitely sells the contact, but there is contact there. But like, I mean, um, no, I've just spotted a, a tremendous question. Um, no, <laughs> we are not on TikTok. <laughs> but I mean, not if, yet. If there's, if there's a, enough hype around it, I'm sure Danny can bust out some, uh, yeah, some TikTok dances, and we'll get Stefan <laughs> and Nando on it as well. Get on those trends. But um, no, um, uh, I don't think there's anything else regarding that game apart from who do you think was the man of the match? If you do have one. Uh, so I'm going to give the man of the match to Daniel Braganza. Um, in, in 15 minutes, Daniel Braganza had twice the amount of defensive actions as Joel Matteo had in the entire game. So yeah, he's on the come up. He's on the rise. If his, if it, if it, if his like defensive aggressiveness is, is, is like, cause I feel like that was the thing where it's like, everyone knows he has the technical ability and the ability going forward. It's like, does he have like the the physique and you know the ability to compete like defensively? Um, yeah. And I think he's massively improved in that area of his game over the last like month. Even um, if he keeps moving like that, like he's he's on the right track. Definitely. I mean, I I think. Like I said, I don't think there's anyone that stands out. But for me, Polina is always just, he doesn't need to be on like the stat, like having those stats like to be important. He wins tackles a lot. I mean, he's pretty much just a leader in that midfield. If I had to give it to anyone, it'd probably be him or Braganza. And just because you go for Braganza, I'm going to switch up and go for Polina. I mean, this I'm not a, sure if that's the show you're wearing. Right here, yeah. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's weird. because Kind of. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, you, I mean, if if you want to see it, it's on your Twitter page, isn't it? So yeah, yeah, it is. So do you want to plug that or? <laughs> you already know, Big Chris Six Nine. You guys already follow me. 
know for I mean you could get some of those new listeners out on Spotify. You, you never true, know. Big Chris this time <laughs> for all the new the new folks. <laughs> no problem. Like, yeah, I, I was just about to say for Polino, it's like a lot of us since the Alcatraz attacks and there is that picture of him crying, I believe. I want to say it was against Avs, or it might have been the game before the league before the attacks happened, but like... Mm, yeah, I don't he, remember if that was the Meditimo game or the Avs game. I feel like it was I mean, probably the Avs game, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't blame him if he cried it either, because that they were <laughs> fucking awful. But like, him getting loaned out to Braga is probably one of the best things that has happened to his career when you think about it, especially under Amorim. I don't he think wasn't gonna, he wasn't going to play here. He wasn't going to play here. So that's what I was just thinking. If if Amarim doesn't come here, does do you think he, he he stays? I think he sold off to to a Zenit or whether I don't remember what team he was linked to. But yeah, I it was think. like Wolves and and Zenit, I think, or CSKA oh, maybe. Yeah, it was yeah. a Russian club and the the usual English suspects. Yeah, but like I mean, I'm happy he's here, but you know. Uh, who knows how much longer? Yeah, because Amodim trained him directly uh, at Braga, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he was the one who convinced Randus to, yeah. to let him stay. Yeah, because it it did seem like the money from Perlinho is just like, yeah, this guy's this guy's this guy's on the the the, the George men's fifteen mil, like he's gone. Like, you know? Yeah, one hundred percent. To uh, Andre Mark's question, no, uh, just just uh, just so anyone is not. Not familiar. I will what never take, bro. A hat trick at least, or like a, a like an actual good performance. I don't want to see him like cat like not jumping for headers and like. I remember was it Santa Clara he missed the open goal? He just absolutely like volleyed it into like the stands. I can't. Remember. I think it was that game. Might have been the game before, but like I mean, I just want him to to score at least twice. To be fair, I will say against was it Aberdeen? I think he scored in Europa League. Was that him? Yeah, I think he did score in that, and he became like one of the youngest scorers in Europe for Sporting. Yeah, he scored against Aberdeen, and then the game against Links, and obviously the Links game went went down. He scored in, against Lask. I think he did. We we lost four one, didn't we? Yeah, we I'm did. Sure we lost four one, but I don't I don't remember who scored the goal. I thought it was. I mean, Paul, I, but I could be wrong. I uh, I mean, I was definitely on the train there. If I think I deleted that deleted that game from my memory. No, I mean, <laughs> I was definitely not on the Thiago Tomas train back then. Um, I guess I'm probably 30% more on it than I was before, but I'm still not on it. Like, I just, like, yeah. put my foot up on it, but that's it. You know, I haven't, like, fully stepped on it with half my <laughs> weight yet. I'm, like, 30% on it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, confirmed, he did, apparently he did score both goals in the oh. Europa League qualifying. Fuck uh, yeah. As well. but, um, yeah, I mean, this comment here as well saying that TT is going to be a great player. I, I don't have any doubts about if he'll become, like, I wouldn't say he'll be great, but I think he's going to become, with. It, it, I mean, he grows with confidence. And I mean, I mean I'm mean, i not probably the best person to be given, like, for, for shitting on him. Let's not give him confidence. But, like, that's going to happen. If he goes to Arsenal, so the rumours say, have you have any of you seen an episode of Arsenal Fan TV? You think they're gonna they're gonna praise my boy Tiago Thomas like that? I I don't think so. But um, I that that there's no way that is happening. I mean, yeah, Arsenal have been linked to Joelson, Tiago Thomas, and well, I believe yeah, they've never actually I mean, signed any of our players. <laughs> I don't think they've even bid for any of our players before. <laughs> like, I, I I don't know, but um. 
yeah, that should be the end of the Tondela game. Uh, what we, what I'm going to move on to now, if you don't mind, Chris, is the national team selection. So, as of the main team, we've got Nuno Mendes from Sporting and Joao Pelini. We've also got a bunch of players that started in the academy. Two players um, in the national team. We haven't had that in about, about a year, right? I mean, the last ones probably would have been Bruno, Bruno and William. And like Rui Patricia be than those three? Or I'm, or I'm Bruno was on the team in 2019, though. So it, I, it's been probably at least a year since we've had someone called up, I feel like. I think two players. The last time we had more, more than one was the World Cup 2018. Oh, yeah, for, the, sure, for sure. I'm just yeah. saying, like, having even anyone on the team. Yeah, I mean, and it's not just, let's, let's not just talk about Portugal here. We've got Fidal being called up. I mean, Coates is a, a regular. call up. Spain. Yeah, um, I mean, Adan, Rob, we we quality. Uh, uh, we wish Rob did that we third wish. goalkeeper spot. They kept I it. Mean, in, they kept it in league. I, I don't even know who they're like. I know they've got like De Gea and they've got. Like like, some, Span- I think he's like the the the, the Betis or the Villarreal goal or something. something oh like yeah, yeah. I, I know yeah. the guy has been off. They've they've yeah. got like a, a loads of good goalkeepers though. That, like I mean, it's gonna yeah. be hard for them. It's tough. It's tough for like a thirty-three-year-old getting his first call off to be a, like a third string. They're gonna just go, well go with the younger guy, you know, just because they, you know, see more growth potential there. Yeah, I mean, what do you think about Pelinho's and Nuno Mendes call up? Do you think? Because I know a lot of people have been complaining if they get hurt or whatever, but I think for them, I don't think they're really thinking like that. But like, what what do you think? Is it a risk? If anything, the 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 like the under twenty one and all that stuff is like more of a risk, more than a risk in the sense that like it means less, right? Yeah. Um, I guess it's just kind of the risk that you run when when your players represent their countries. Um, yeah, they're definitely they're, that. Yeah, and it's like it's. I guess it's a good thing. It's a sign of pride, like. Even like any like Sportad or even Rostovsky, like when they do good things for their country. Now we ha- we we can ha- hopefully have Polina or Nuno Mendes do good stuff for the team that we all support. But it's like I'm rooting for their for their national teams. Even like so, you know, it's like uh, it's like it's a great honor to represent your country. So like I think yeah. it's yeah, it it obviously has more games and more risk, but. Yeah, I mean, the only one I'm sort of worried about is um, Nuno Mendes because I know he's struggled quite a lot with injuries this season. And, I mean, I don't see him directly starting in... Uh, in uh, We've got three games, one against Azerbaijan and one against Serbia, one against Luxembourg. I think he probably starts a game against Luxembourg, maybe Azerbaijan. I don't think he's going to he's gonna start in all three or even play in all three. Mm-hmm. I think Rafa Guerrero's there and he's, he's been solid all season. But... Um, He's uh, job job Lini, I'm fine. I don't think he'll. He doesn't seem. This could sound really stupid, but he doesn't seem the t- the type to pick up like little injuries here and there. No, he's a like, tank. Like, he's a tank. Yeah. yeah, he'll get a few scratches or get like an elbow and just play on. But um, yeah, I'm looking at a team. I'm just going through. So we've got uh, this the famous Al Cochet Academy. So we've got Rui Patricio, who um by the way, uh, glad he's regardless of club whatever. Glad he's alive for one. Yeah, are we, are, we ex- are they expecting him to even like travel or what? Well, he said he's all good. I think he last time I checked, 
he's he's I don't think he had concussion. Yeah. I think it was just you know Scare. just just I could be wrong, but I think it was just but just if I recall correctly, the last time Portugal played, uh, he had kind of lost his spot to uh, the the Leon keeper a little bit, right? Anthony Lopes, yeah, yeah, I he mean, had like and Anthony Lopes had like a like two great games in a row, right? And we were all like, oh shit, you know, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, I remember. And I, there's that Rui Silva as well, who's apparently doing. Yeah, he's doing been great. playing well for Granada. For Granada. Yeah, well deserved to call up for him. Yeah, but um, I like I'm, I was gonna say like I, Anthony Lopes might be the starter anyways. To be honest, you know. Yeah, true. I mean, Wolves have been not the best this season. Yeah, no. Even the goal that he let up before that happened in that game was really bad. It was literally like prime Patricio. He's been. Yeah. been yeah, he, he hasn't been that great this year. Yeah. No problem. But like looking at the team as well. So we've got Rui Patricio from the Academy, Cedric, Domingos Duarte, who was obviously let go by correct me if I'm wrong, Verandas. I I know B uh, Bruno loaned him out a few times, but I don't know who actually pulled the trigger. I think it was it might be even sort of Sintra, but I mean I believe is Joe's font from our academy? I'm pretty sure he is. Yeah, yeah. Like, like really, really back in the day. Yep. Um Nuno Mendes, obviously, uh Jean Pelina. Uh, Bruno Fernandes, not from our academy, but former sporting player. Jean Moutinho, uh, Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, and I think that's it, like, like I can see. But, like, are we back to the 2016, like, sporting academy Portugal team where, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure we have the most, um, like, former, like, academy players in there. But, like, do you think any sporting players were missing from this call-up? I know we spoke about Pot before. Do you, do you think anyone else maybe should have got a look in? Yeah, I mean, I guess I, I think that's it, right? I don't think Bragança is going to get in this team. I don't think Tomas is going to get in this team. Um, I don't think Neto. Neto was like maybe he was maybe on the fence if the center backs were worse and he kept playing. He maybe would have been on the fringes, but that obviously not true well, anymore. I, I can't speak for Domingo Stuarte, but apparently um, from Twitter, he's been having a great season too. So. Yeah. It seems like he has, yeah. And, dude, so has Font. Font's been absolutely absurd this season. Ruben Diaz, Ruben Diaz is great this season. Pep, mm -hmm. great this season for the most part, especially recently. Like, okay. Portugal low-key is set at centre-back, which is a, a crazy thing to say. Yeah. Well, they're not set at all. They're, it is not long-term set, right? Because two of those guys are like 37-plus. But for now, for, the, for this summer at least, they're good. Maybe, yeah, I mean, maybe Qatar too, you know, but that's about it. I mean, it. Pepe, I could see that because, I mean, he doesn't age. Like, watching him against Juventus was... Yeah, like, that's I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. But, like, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's true that, like Jeremy Machu, one day they can look like they can play on for two or three more years, but then that one injury happens and then, yeah. you know... The older your body gets, the harder it is to recover from things such as like torn muscles and ligaments and and stuff like that. So I mean, hopefully, knock on wood, they're like I mean, hopefully they play till twenty twenty two, Qatar, or if that I, I don't know what's going on with that, they're still going ahead or whatever. But um, no, but they better go ahead. On. They fucking kill ten people a day building those fucking stadiums. Like they don't have it there, Jesus, it's all for nothing, man. Well, I I don't know what this the. COVID situation is like in Qatar. I'm not yeah. like I mean with the vaccine stuff, there's like a there's like a hundred thousand people there and they're all like sheiks, so they probably all got the vaccine. They're probably fine. Yeah, that's true. 
But uh, let's move on to the under 21s. And I'm going to, I'm reading through here. I see Lewis Max, who has not played a lot this season, but I agree with Abdallah. Sorry to interrupt. I couldn't believe Anastia wasn't in it. I couldn't believe Anastia wasn't in the U21. That's, yeah, that was fucked up, man. When I didn't see him on the list for the under 21, people were like, oh, is he in the senior team? And I was like, I thought, I was like, damn, already. I was like, like, damn, yeah. I, I don't know about that, but that's crazy. But he's not either. What are they doing? Jeez. I mean, like, like I said, I guess it's better for us to get a bit of a rest. But I mean, you know, I would, I think, I think he, maybe not the main team, but I reckon he does a job for the under twenty ones. But I think the under twenty one centre back position is quite stacked as well. Uh, Diego Liete as well is is a, a great player. Thiago Jalou, uh, obviously, uh, Akashet product as well. Just looking um, there, like I mean. I think we've got, like you said, centre-backs in the moment are quite old, but you see good players coming through, and I think Inacio is going to be one of them. Inacio, to me as well, is someone... Inacio is here to stay. He's not going anywhere. Do you think he can play as like a holding midfielder? He's got that, like, like the passing ability is not like standard for that centre-back. I think he, he he does balls like Braganza does, and it's it's quite good to see, but like... Do you reckon there's the future uh, game? No, I think that there's a. Uh, I think there is. I think that there is like that's a that's a a skill that like can go a long way in in a center back. Um, like if you have if you have a center back that can ping it like perfectly, it's it's good. Like Kawats, right? Kawats has gotten a lot better at it, right? His long passing has yeah. greatly improved, like, and it's noticeable. Like, so I don't think that it's. I think that he, it can be a productive skill. Even if he he stays in his position, or if he plays a center back in a in a four four two, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think it'd be fine. Yeah, I, I agree. But um, we had no defenders in the under twenty ones. I mean, we have the academy products of uh, Thierry Correa and Thiago Jolo. I'm looking at the others; don't recognize any names. But um, midfield, Daniel Braganza, obviously, uh, been having a great season. Pot, who we mentioned earlier. Um, do you think, like, obviously, with the situation with COVID, do you think? Matthews Nunes should have been in there. I, I don't know if he's is he Brazilian or is he like fully Portuguese? I, I don't. I feel like I I feel like recently he got his Portuguese citizenship. Yeah, but I could be hallucinating. But I feel like that was a news story recently. Recently, as in like the last like six to eight months. Yeah, yeah. But, but I could be wrong. But yes, he what he's obviously originally Brazilian, but I think that he has his papers for Portugal. So yeah, I mean, how is he? I I guess they couldn't just be like, just we'll just have the sporting team <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with some under twenty threes. Yeah, we'll just we'll just use that team. They could that that would piss off everyone else too much. Yeah, and like I mean, we mentioned it earlier, but Pot I think is going to be. I think if we're lucky to sell, which I think we might be for for Pot, um. I know we only have 50%, but it's tournaments like this and, like, that really will put someone on the map. Like, I feel like, especially with this current generation, like, I mean, especially in, like, scouts, they tend to look at, like, these type of tournaments, like Jude Bellingham for uh, Borussia Dortmund, for example, came from, like, the under-17s tournament and stuff like that. But, I mean, it's definitely going to increase his price tag for me. But, um... I think he's going to do well, and I think. I, I mean, the team goes. That's far. what I think for Palinia too, right? Like, if he 
if he has a great euro, like the great season, he like that that just makes the price go up, up even more, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, and then looking at the forwards, there is one name there, Tiago Tomas. Do you think that is a fair call up when we've we've got we've got a lot of attacking players uh, that are I think are ready to make the jump? Do you think Tiago Tomas deserves a place there? Yeah, I think he deserves a place. I do think that he probably got the benefit of playing in Portugal, right? Yeah. If if he was doing if he's had the exact same string of form that he's had on Valladolid, is he in this team? I don't know. I think that like playing it like playing in Portugal or like or playing for one of the bigger clubs, especially for, for something like this, like it puts you like on that map. It's like I don't know. I just feel like you the you obviously benefit like for instance can watch you play easier. Stuff like that, you know, like there's definitely some internal politics. I know there's internal politics because Rafa Silva's included in this fucking squad when there should be How? Oh for God. like for absolutely it's inexplicable that he's in the squad, right? So I know that there's internal politics of the clubs involved in this shit, right? So yeah, I think that that probably played the Tiago Tomas's favor in this case, but I do think he he deserved it, right? He's yeah, I agree. I mean, oh, there is especially in Sporting's Academy, we've got like Joelson, who's supposed to be. If you look at, at every news sort of article on us, there's always a mention of like, you know, how they always have like YouTube videos, like the top ten players coming out of Liga Nos or like them type of videos. He's always mm. on there. Wherever he's like one, two, or three, he's always usually in that list but I mean I'm not sure if he saw his his free kick he scored the other day for the B team I believe Joelson oh it was bar down right yeah yeah absolute beauty and I think I would have liked to see him there but like I mean um uh, it is what it is I do think Tiago Thomas deserves it I I can't really see who who gets caught up instead of him Mm -hmm. but let's move on from the national team uh Obviously, you mentioned, sorry, the Portuguese national team. You mentioned Poro, and I saw it earlier. I'll try and get the comment back up again. Um, there we go. Uh, Abdallah is worried about Poro. He's the only right-back uh, call to Spain. I'm going to have to agree. Um, wherever I think, I, d- I don't know what, what formation they play, but one, it'll be great to see Pedro Poro um, starting, and there's a reason That'd starting. That would be crazy. That would be crazy. I mean, yeah, there's a reason I'm mentioning him right now, which we'll get to in a minute, but like, is that a worry for you? I know I mentioned it about uh, Pelinha and Nuno Mendes, but considering he's the only right back in the team, does that worry you a bit more? Especially he was coming off a little bit of an injury there. What, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, he's a guy that just is Iron Man for us, right? Mm-hmm. He basically plays every minute of every game, always. They're up until. A month ago, there wasn't even an alternative. And now there is an alternative, and he doesn't even play him when he's not in the team for the first time, like, ever. Yeah. So it's like, how much of a replacement is he actually? <laughs> um, so, yeah, the last thing he needs is another 180 minutes, right, in, yeah. in a weekend. Um, I Would they do that with a guy who's uncapped, really? Just throw him in, a full-time starter every minute? Like, damn. Uh well I mean I see they might see his age and just be like oh he can go he can go yeah for ages. like and he'll age. obviously want to do it right like yeah. get his first cap yeah 
but like the reason I bring up Poro is because we have a, a rumor going about about Man City having a buyback clause of yeah, seventeen million. You know what I low key think of this rumor? What? It's only from Abala. Recorded has yeah. not reported this. Mm-hmm. If this clause existed, it would have come up before now. I think. Yeah. I think it's just fake news, straight up. But, but, if it is true, what choice do we have, right? You pay eight, and then they give us 17, all right? You still just made nine, and we got a season out of a great player, right? Well, potentially two seasons, I think, because we could could wait until the end of the second season. But it's like, in this, like, theoretical buyback clause that exists, like, yeah, is it is it only is it only activatable after the the second year of the yeah, loan? I mean, yeah, I mean, he it, it always seems precarious, right? Like we all, I think we all watched Pedro Porro play like four or five games, and immediately like knew that like down the line this is probably going to be a problem, right? He had yeah. such a meteoric rise. He's tied to Man City. I know he's on the two year loan. On I know we have a relatively low offer to 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 purchase i mean it's not low 8.5 is a lot of money but like yeah relatively right i think that city paid more than that for him so like it was a good deal like a very good deal seemed like a sweetheart deal almost like and now he's had such a good season he's in the spain team like it seems impossible that man city wouldn't want to be exploring their options right to get him back because he's their player already you know it's easier than, than than to get someone else's player so yeah, I I mean even if even if we even if we aren't able to even if we are able to hold off Man City. Mm-hmm. There's other giants that will want him, right? Yeah. Like it, it, we might be in like a Demoral situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Um and to be fair, I think we could make more than 17 million from him anyways. Like if we were to sell him today, I think someone would pay like 30 maybe. 25 yeah. like 30, yeah i think i think someone would pay that right um yeah. so if we buy for eight and then have to sell the next like hope like for, hopefully we can keep him for next season but if then if we have to trigger the 8.5 and and sell for 30 the next day which is basically what alanya sport did and we make 23 mil and get two great seasons out of him like it's good business right yeah but the thing I so I'm gonna start off by saying 100% I agree with you. If that was a clause, then should, why would they wait till the the 18th of March to, mm-hmm. to randomly bring it up? Like I mean, I think it would have been announced with the deal. I mean, even when the, the deal was done, I think a lot of us were confused. Was there a buy? Was there a a purchase option or not? I think it was confirmed sort of like a month after. But the issue and the worry, even I've had with Pedro Porro, we have that option of eight point five million. That doesn't mean he has to accept it and sign the contract. If he doesn't want to sign, he doesn't have to. And I think that's why I feel like I just want us to activate that off. Like that. Like mm. I, for some reason, I feel like if we wait the full two years, that offer will somehow just like not be there, or like something will happen, or they'll play some game. Like I feel like we just need to get him on the books, get him signed like this summer, right? Or I feel like we'll lose our chance for some reason. Yeah, because like, especially, like you said, under-21s, uh, sorry, proper, he's uh, in the national team for Spain. He was also in the under-21s, I think, the selection before this one. Was he the captain had, also for the yeah, under-21, yeah. 
He's been the best right back. I don't think there's any debate in Liga Nost uh, this season, especially. I mean, that CV, especially, let's say he does stay around for a year and we have the two-year loan and he balls out in the Champions League. Obviously, we're probably not going to get very far. Let's say in the group stage, he's one of the, the players of the group stage. If he gets offers from, I mean, an Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid, even a team like um, Spurs, United, Liverpool, even like a team in Italy, is he going to think, hmm, I'm not, I'm going to stay here and potentially not be sold until my release clause, which would be 50, 60 million, which I know a lot of teams won't pay for him, even though he's probably worth, he would probably be worth that. Mm-hmm. But I think he's, he's more unlikely to say, you know what? I've had two years here. There's nothing more I can do. I've won the league, hopefully by that point. Like, what else is there to do? I want to become a, a national team. And unfortunately, uh, the Liga Nost is not a place to become a national team regular unless you're really a Portuguese national. I, I, I think... I mean, I've got that worry that he's just going to say, no, I'm going to sign back to... A, I'm going to sign to Atletico. I'm not going to sign the deal. Because there always is that, that issue. But... Um, I, it's good. Have you seen that meme where it's like, oh, you get like attracted to a like low I feel like he, lo- like, I feel like he really is enjoying sporting, though. And like, mm-hmm. like if you give that, if you gave that contract to him right now, he would sign it. Yeah. I, right. But I agree. If you wait fifteen months, I don't know if he's if he thinks the same that he thinks right now. You know. Like I mean, I don't know who his agent is either, but his agent's going to be saying. If you sign that, you'll be tied down to however many years with a release clause. But right now, you could go to a top team and and I can get, get you twice the salary. Yeah, yeah. Like I mean, it's definitely a worry. Um, but I, hopefully, yeah, like you said, at the moment he seems to be loving life here, and hopefully it stays that way. But um, yeah, I mean, I wish him luck for the national team games, but hopefully, it's like. Do you want him to do well? Like, especially if we, I forgot to even mention the Euros, if he gets called to Spain. I I think I said this on a pod, like, a couple months ago, like, don't get too good. Like, he's getting too good, right? Like, he officially got too good, right? Like, the Man City noticed, right? Like, yeah. they, they clearly fucking noticed now, right? He's not flying under the radar. Because he could be playing very, very well and flying under the radar. But... Mm-hmm. Which he was, he was for like a, yeah. a, a couple months there, but now, now he's scored. Like I feel like he had like a goal scoring run in like big when games. he scored that that long range <laughs> screamer. Is yeah, when that went viral on Twitter, and I think we were all collectively <laughs> like, "Oh shit!" And like, <laughs> and now he's in the national fun. team. Like, yeah, he he got too good. They know. They know. <laughs> yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that's all we can say on that. Let's move on to the next topic, which is, unfortunately, has come back. It was at the start of the season, but it's back now. We've had a few COVID cases confirmed as of now. Only two, which is good, but obviously COVID spreads. So it could yeah. be more than two, symptomatic and stuff like that. So Matthews Nunes and Antunes um, have been declared positive. Um, does I mean, it's, it's good news with the international break coming up that we get that break because if we do have those COVID cases, I believe the international breaks maybe like two weeks or a week and a half or something like that. Yeah. So, so we have that time to recover. But is this something that worries you? I know it did did take a squad our squad out in 
the start of August and obviously I believe in February, January as well. Well, what do you think? Yeah, it definitely scares me. Uh, just because, like, obviously, right? They probably fucked up their practice schedule this week. Like, there's the things that you don't think about so much. Like, since they're they're all probably all isolating right now, so they're they're probably not going to train again yeah. normally, at least for the rest of the week. So, Emily probably had today. We're going to do this Thursday. We're going to do this Friday. We're going to do this. Like totally throws all that out the window. Now they're doing like zoom tactical sections probably from their houses. Yeah. Um, like, uh, yeah, it's, it, 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 like it, 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 it like makes everything get messed up. Um, obviously you're already down Kawats for this game. You're down Juwan Pereira, which like, I, who cares, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so you are down, you're down four people now already, at least like, if it's only those two, I guess it's good. But like Loki, I'm expecting there to be a couple more, right? Um, like there were. If you look, there's the two people who sat on the bench, right? Yeah. And like, if you look at it, really, Nuno Mendes was in obviously pro- close contact with all of them being on the bench. They trained together. There's guaranteed to be at least. I mean, we, to be fair, we said this last time about um, Sporar and Nuno Mendes, and it was only them two. I'm pretty sure, apart from Paulinho and the, the coaching staff, I don't think there was any more than that. But I mean, if we get that lucky again, then, then yeah, good. But I mean, like you said, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough a tougher game on on Saturday, especially with all the, the absences. And you've actually got a comment there for you there. I so. love Juan Pereira. Like I was happy when they signed him, and I was like, I fucking love Juan Pereira. But as far as what he's offered at like so far, it's been very little. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, like, it's not his fault as well. I mean... I think he's hard it, done by the suspension also. Like, <laughs> But like you said, was he going to play? Like, I mean, he was... Like, who knows? But um, It would have been he, a very desperate situation because of COVID if he was playing. <laughs> yeah. And also in that game, uh, no Nuno Santos due to injury, apparently. Not confirmed if he won't be in the yeah, team. He, yeah, he was out of training today. So I feel like, yeah, he could maybe be out. They they could be thin. They could be thin this weekend, right? They could be thin. Um, yeah. So another game you, where you, you just got to shithouse it, right? <laughs> who would you have starting instead of uh, Nuno Santos? Is it Jovan time? Maybe, maybe, maybe if you have Polinho back, you can put Tomas out there. Yeah. That's that's true. Yeah, I mean, but then, yeah, I I I would personally, we we give him his his slack, but I would like to see Javon Kapal come back into the team. I, I do too. Him. I just don't want him to explode. <laughs> like is like I, mean, I guess we can yeah. afford maybe a one or two week injury, right? Because you got the break. So yeah, it might yeah, be a good exactly. game. It might be a good game to start Javon in case he pulls his hamstring. He'll only miss one game instead of three. And if he does get injured, we got to batter the small bench anyway, <laughs> so it's, it's fine. But yeah, um, before we get into modalities and any other updates we have, I'm going to ask you your predictions for the game against Gimenez. Uh, obviously, we've mentioned Coates not being there. Def- definitely no Matius Nunes or um, Antunes and Joel Pereira. Um, what do you think the scoreline is going to be? And who do you think is going to score? And how do you think the game will go? 
It seems like Vittoria Guimarães is in like a kind of in- inconsistent run of form, right? Yeah. We'll be thin. We'll probably I I hate to say it, but I feel like this game will probably be more similar to the Tondela game than dissimilar. Mm-hmm. Um one nothing. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it'll come sooner than eighty. But yeah, I think it's gonna be like that. <laughs> yeah, I mean who have you got scoring for the the one nil? Um Jackin Paulinho starts is a Yeah, Paulinho would be that'd be a good one, right? Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna go Pot. Pot has not scored in a while. Pot needs to get back on track, get some confidence back, I think. Okay. Uh I'm gonna agree with you in, in terms of game quality. I think especially with the the squad we have at the moment, it's gonna be tough. Especially with that I don't think well, I, I know for a fact the defense of of maybe Ineto Inacio and Fidal has not played together. Mm-hmm. all season in, in a unit, so to speak. I know they've all played separately, but um, I don't... I, I've got to admit, I, I see Gimarines getting one past us, especially without Coates, who is that... You know, we give him the nickname of Trump, but he, that is, that's him. He's always shouting. He's the captain for a reason. I mean, can't say 2-1. I think probably, probably something stupid like Coates scoring a Traveller from like 25 yards out. But like... Um, I mean, I see... Two really uh, different comments here. So we've got 3 0 from Philippe and then uh, that <laughs> suffering our first L. Like, I mean, yeah, for me, it's 2 1. I see Charisma scoring for them probably in, like, I want to say a brace from Paulinho to, to win us the game, but probably in the 90th minute. Or something stupid like that because we've been we've been poor. But, um, I mean, that that's pretty much it. Have you got any uh, Den of Lions updates or any modality updates you want to share? Uh, I guess our Den of Lions update is their big tournament that they're in that we touched upon briefly when Andre was here is in two weeks, right? I think it's it's not this weekend, it's the weekend after, I believe. So I'll keep you guys posted when that goes down. Um, So I guess we're a little bit behind on modalities because we have the weekend's results and there seemed like there was a bunch of midweek games um, the today and, and yesterday. So I'm going to try to run through some of them from this past weekend, and then I'll try to hit the ones from uh, the past couple of days. So the basketball team battered Betadines, uh like 100 to 50. Um, and uh, uh, the B team lost to Estrella de Amadora this past weekend, one nothing. Um, that's a tough result. Um in the uh, uh, qualification for the U23, Tasa uh, Revelation, which is basically like a consolation bracket. And if you win, I think you get like a spot in the cup final is how it works. So Sporting beat Bovista 2-1. And the ladies beat Benfica 1-0 for the league. So they had 15 points. Uh, Befica had 15 points, Sporting had 13 points prior to this game, so Sporting winning puts the ladies into first, one point ahead of Befica now. And then yesterday, they played them for the final of the League Cup, and Befica won that 2-1. So Befica won the trophy, Sporting... I didn't get to see that game, how does that work? Um, But it seemed like the ladies missed a lot of chances in the second half, um, and that result could have been 
a different one on another day, or at, at least that they probably deserve to go to, to overtime or whatever. Um, so unlucky there. Back on the saddle, ladies. Lots to play for still. It's the League Cup. It's fun, it's fun to win it. If you don't win it, who cares about the League Cup, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, the futsal team beat Barinhosa 8-1 um, at the weekend. And then yesterday, they tied Befica 1-1. Uh, so that you know kept it the same. It's fine, fine result. Uh, the uh, hockey team had a close one at the weekend. They won four three against uh, Bovwa, and oh no, that's for the the ladies. Sorry, the ladies um, hockey beat Bovwa four three. The men uh, they had they beat Family Sense in a close game three two, and then today I think they won comfortably four uh, nothing. Um, or something like that. Uh, see if I can try. To, I don't remember who they played, but they won. I think four nothing today. Um, boop, 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 scrolling through uh, volleyball. Um, so we lost the game one of the. I think it's the 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 championship, the playoff championship for the senior volleyball. So we just right. we're coming off the big win against Benfica in the cup final. We're also playing Befica in the final of the league, and we lost game one, yeah. uh, 3-2. So it's 1-0 uh, Benfica in the finals. And in the ladies' finals, uh, the uh, Sporting lost to um, Les Sornish, I believe. Um, and then Handball played today. or No, Handball played yesterday. They won by one goal against Aguasantas, and then the volleyball must have played another game for the, the finals. of So they lost game one, I guess, and then they won game two, right? if I'm correct, today. So that must be 1-1. One, one. Um, and I think that that's it. And then I guess of note for uh, upcoming – uh, basketball plays Befica this weekend. So that is a massive game. Both teams, I believe, well, Porto Befica and Sporting are all 18-2. and two. So battling for seeding in the playoffs. Obviously, the Derby, important game. And, uh, yeah, I think that's that's our modalities update. Cool. Um, so that pretty much wraps it up. Thank you for everyone. Uh, I knew I'd fucked up the volleyball shit. My bad, guys. <laughs> <laughs> You you had a lot to remember in your in your <laughs> I think one mistake is fine there. But um you know, as I said at the start, on Spotify, SoundCloud now, make sure you follow us on Spotify to get not only episodes to your phone, you also get them downloaded if you have Spotify premium and you will never miss an episode. Same on SoundCloud, YouTube, Twitter, all the same handles, sporting one sixty EN. Uh we're really grateful to everyone who joined us, Richard Neves, uh Philippe, uh Abdallah. Rich, uh, let me just see if there's anyone else that um, is here. Uh, Jose Pimenta, Juicebox Liao. Uh, we've got the regulars here, of course, as well. We've got uh, Garrick Philip and all of these guys. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Uh, Chris, thank you for being here today. I know it's a, di a different one for us, but, I mean, I had fun. It was yeah, yeah, great. Right, right. No, thank you, everyone, for joining us, and we'll see you again soon.
Amen.